Welcome to the Hoodoo and Chill Podcast, the number one hoodoo and spirituality-based podcast bringing awareness to African-American spirituality and a wide range of thought-provoking topics. I am Papa Seer, your host, your narrator, and your storyteller. Before the show begins, make sure you're subscribed or following the show so you don't miss out on any episodes. And as always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to upgrade the show, enhance our content, and most importantly, do what we love. You can use any link in the description to send your donation of love today. Now, let's start the show. Good morning and grand rising. It is me, Papa Seer. We are here with another episode of the Who Do and Chill podcast. As always, family, I am excited to be here. It is Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesdays. One of my favorite days to podcast, one of my favorite days to teach. And we have a really, really good topic to talk about today. It is a topic that has recently (laughs) become important to me. Um, It's not one of the most comfortable things that I like to discuss or even indulge in, but we'll get more into that later. But today you all are in for a really, really good episode on some information that I think is only going to help grow you as a spiritualist, as a spiritist, as a hoodooist, or whatever you choose to call yourself. Before we get into things today, I do want to just give a big shout out and pour out all of my love to all of the recent enrollees who have signed up for our 2024 HCR, which stands for Hoodoo, Conjure, and Rootwork Gold Academy. This is a 10-month program that we've created, I want to say four years ago. It has really been working wonders and every year, you know, we polish this experience and make it a lot better. My love is just going out to everyone who has signed up for school next year. I have gotten really good feedback from my instructor who is going to be taking charge of our new babies next year. And I'm I'm really excited. I've gotten really good feedback from your interviews. So If you are interested in joining our academy, the information is on the website, hcrgold.com. Please fill out your application. Please schedule your intake appointment with your instructor. We have gotten some feedback on, you know, people wanting me to explain a little bit more what the HCR Academy is. Well, first and foremost, I do want to invite everyone to an informational session which will be this Sunday, December the 3rd. And again, that information will be posted on the website as well as the Zoom link. All you have to do is go on the website, click the Zoom link and join our live informational. But I do want to take a few moments here while we are live on the podcast to just discuss, you know, and answer a few questions about exactly what the HCR Academy is It is a 10-month experience. It is definitely an online school, but it is an experience. It is geared towards you initiating into our more intimate family space, but it does require you first to undergo a 10-month training experience 
in the basic and fundamental art of hoodoo, conjuration, and root work. After your 10 months, your experience does not stop there, okay? After your 10 months, you would then continue on into your advanced studies and you would come into my class or our other instructor's class. And from there, you would undergo your initiation process into our more intimate space, our family. So I don't want you to think that this is just a one-year experience. I've had people who have been with me since day one, the entire four years that our academy has been open and they aren't going anywhere. Okay, so if you're looking for a life changing experience, if you're looking for a group of people, a, a very structured, I'm going to be honest, we're very structured. We, we have a system of how we do things. But if you're someone who is looking for structure, organization, learning, um, initiation and really, really honing in on a hoodoo experience, our door is open to you right now. We are taking students. We only do this one time of year. Okay, so right now is the time to sign up if you are interested in undergoing this experience. Again, the information is on the website and we will see you this Sunday at our informational where me, your instructor, will go into more detail about what to expect, what you will gain from this experience and so on and so forth. So if you want to meet me, if you want to meet your instructor, if this is something you're interested in, again, do not wait. Sign up today, okay? Because we do have to close our intake process at some point. I believe it's December the 15th, but don't wait. Sign up today, schedule your intake appointment so that we can get you enrolled and you can start school with us in January. Today's episode, I believe, is going to prepare you for that experience. I believe today's episode will prepare you not only for that experience, but for next year. We at HCR, our family, our community, which is growing. I'm so proud of that community. I love you all, by the way. Every year in December, we have a tradition that we've created. It's a ritual fasting month. And we call this month Soul Month. Now, Soul Month is something that, of course, you're not going to find this in any books. This is something that me and my family have created together. And we indulge in this practice each year. But it is a month of ritual fasting, a month of really cleansing not only the body, your environment, your mind, your emotions, but most importantly, your soul. It is about reorganizing, reprioritizing, gaining clarity and undergoing a level of discipline that many of us have never ever undergone before. Soul Month is a very, very powerful month. And I'm going to dabble and we're going to talk a lot more today about fasting, the different types of ritual fasting and why it's important how to fast. But what I want you all to understand is that if you can complete this challenge successfully, and there are many different levels of success, whatever your success is, right? If you can complete this successfully for yourself, I guarantee you, you are going to walk into next year a better person, a cleaner person, but a much more aware individual 
of not only yourself, but all of your vibrations. You see, most of us only want to have a mastery of the higher self. However, the higher self, that intimacy, that knowledge, that relationship is gained through time and tenure of cultivating your spirit. You see, but most of us want to know, we want to master that area of our life, but we do not want to master the lower vibrations, our lower spirits, our trickster spirits, our poor habits, our overindulgences, and where we put a lot of time into things, people, opportunities, spaces, etc., and it does not reciprocate the energy or whatever we are putting into it back to us in a beneficial way. You see, when you fast, you isolate, you remove something, you sacrifice something that you really, really like or something that you really put a lot of time into. And when you go into a period of observation, when you go into a period of just reorganizing the mind, the body and the spirit, you, my people, you gain clarity. Something many of us are going to need in the upcoming years. Papa, why is it that I need clarity? Well, if you pull out one of my favorite books, the handy dandy Webster Dictionary, and if you were to look up what clarify means, clarify or clarity it means clearness, to become clear. And when I say clarity in the mind and clarity in the spirit, it is a process of becoming clean, clear, removing toxins, toxicity, emotions, whatever it is that is putrefying, not only your spirit, but your soul. This is why this month is called Soul Month. Oh, I haven't even gotten to my message today. This is just the intro, by the way. Sit back, grab your pens and papers because we are about to get into it today. I've taken the liberty of breaking this down into three main talking points. We're going to talk about what ritual fasting is. We're going to talk about how you ritually fast. And then we're going to talk about why you should do these things. The Hoodoo and Chill Podcast will return after this short ad break. Hey there, family. It's Papa Seer. Are you at a crossroads wondering what lies ahead? Let me be your guide through life's mysteries. As a master diviner, I've dedicated my life to helping people just like you navigate the twists and turns of their journey. I use a blend of ancient techniques, ancestral and spirit mediumship, bone casting and cardamancy to unveil all the answers you seek. Imagine having a glimpse into the unknown or a roadmap to your future. Don't make another decision without tapping into the wisdom that's waiting for you. Whether it's matters of the heart, your next career choice, or seeking guidance from the spirits that watch over us. I'm here to help. If you're ready to take that step, 
Book your appointment with me today at www.hoodooconjurerootwork.com and let's uncover the answers that await you. Your journey is unique and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Again, go to www.hoodooconjurerootwork.com and schedule your appointment with me today. Your spirit guides are waiting. So let's start with the first as to what ritual fasting is. Ritual fasting is a practice observed in many religions around the world. And it is often associated with spiritual purification. Write that down. Discipline. Write that down. And most importantly, in my opinion, self-control. Control of the self. All of these things, right, go back to that word that we just spoke on. Clarity. Clarify. Clearness. As I stated, ritual fasting can be found in many religions. So if we were to look at Abrahamic religions in Judaism, there's Yom Kippur, where the fast is for 25 hours, is a fast of atonement and repentance. Then if we look to our Christian faith, There is Lent, which is a 40-day period of fasting and penance leading up to Easter. And when we look to Islam, there is Ramadan, okay? Fasting during the ninth month of the Islamic lunar calendar, where you fast from dawn to sunset, abstaining from food, drinks, smoking, and sinful behavior. This, of course, is still a hoodoo show. This is still a course that, we, you know, we our, our root of our content will always go back to hoodoo conjuring root work. So where do we find the correlation or the connection in that? And this is where I want those of you who are planning on coming into our academy as a new student or for my returning students, this is what I want you to focus on. We fast in Black American spirituality. We fast in Black American conjure. We fast in the hoodoo tradition. You see, fasting is usually done during initiation. When we initiate, there are certain things that we are not allowed to eat. Certain things that we are not allowed to do during certain days. And then the day of initiation, there is a period of fasting that all of us undergo. You see, fasting can also enhance your ritual work. Fasting, again, is about cleansing, clearing the spirit. And when you are clean and when you are clear, as I have used this word before, your work, your magic is a lot more fluid. It flows. There are no obstructions of spirit that hinder the success of the work. Prayer. 
my grandmother is famous for fasting during her prayer rituals. A time when you abstain from indulging in certain foods because if we were to really have a conversation about food, there are certain things that just blocks or really does pull at your spirit when you eat it. And when you are in ritual prayer, fasting is a lot of times correlated with it because your mind is clear, the body is clear, and you can focus on your intention and focus on your prayers. For those who incorporate the saints in their hoodoo, there is the art of the nine-day novena, and some choose to fast while they are in novena. Divination. This is a big one for me in my life. I do not eat before I perform readings on people, which is why I do not do readings the same day. You cannot schedule me the same day. First, my schedule's too busy. But even if it wasn't, I wouldn't allow anyone to schedule me on the same day because I have to prepare. I don't care if your reading is two hours or 30 minutes. I prepare for everyone's reading and sessions with me the same way. I go into my mode is what I call it. That's what my mom calls it. She said, you going into your mode? Like, I'm going into my mode. I don't eat for certain hours before I perform readings because it's just easier for me to interpret what spirit is saying or for messages to come when I'm not full and it makes me sleepy and sluggish and things of that nature. My energy just seems to flow better for divination if I abstain or if I go through a period of intermittent fasting prior to me performing divination. You will never see Papa Sear eat a cheeseburger or something like that. Um, you know, and then I don't eat beef anyway, but you would never see me eating like that and then getting ready to do a reading for someone. I wouldn't. Fasting can also enhance your visions. That when you are pulling away from one sense, because taste is a sense, your other senses get stronger, right? And a lot of times when you are in shamanic work and you have to go on a vision quest, fasting is a part of that. And last but not least, fasting can also be an offering to your spirits. It is a sacrifice of the self showing that you are really serious about what you're petitioning for, that I am willing to give up food to show that I am really here for what I need to be here for. Now, of course, this is done in moderation. You, you, you do not starve yourself, okay? I, I didn't say starve yourself, okay? This is, you put a period of time that you do this, and you do this so that it's healthy. And some of you need to consult a doctor if you have health problems prior to fasting or if you have to take medicine or anything like that. I want you to be safe and I want you to be healthy. Okay, sometimes abstaining from food isn't the best for you. And we'll talk about that later. Other things that you can fast from. But why do we even do this? Like, why would you put yourself through this level of uncomfortableness? Like, why was this even important, Papa Sierra? Like, we, we know how to do magic. We know how to you know, manipulate energy. So why is this even important? Well, because your soul is important. Your spirit is just as important. 
And if you would have taken my spiritism course, you know that your soul and your spirit are two different entities, but we'll talk about that later. They're connected. One cannot exist without the other. But it's first and foremost, spiritual self-care. We overindulge every single day, especially as Americans. We really, truly overindulge. We have so much access to everything. You eat three meals a day and then you overindulge in each meal. We spend too much. How many of us overspent just the last week on Black Friday after overspending on Thanksgiving? And then you're getting ready to go another period of overspending for Christmas. We overindulge into too many things. We put too much time into social media. We overindulge in activities that probably should be done in a little bit more balance. Drinking, smoking weed, whatever. Everybody has a vice. I'm not judging you. I'm just talking about the spirit of overindulgence and why taking a break and why fasting is so important. We do this because you need a break. You need a break. Overindulgence is not even just the material. Huh. How about those of us that overindulge in individuals, relationships, spaces, scenarios, scenes, sex? It's not always just food. It's not always just money. There, some of you are overindulging in a person. It could even be your spouse. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but it could even be the person that you woke up with right now. Roll over and look at them if you're listening to me. Hopefully you got me on your headphones, but you might be overindulging in them. You all know time is probably my favorite subject to talk about on this podcast. And of course, I have to bring it up today as we talk about why we fast, right? I suffer from this. You need to take a break from things that you're just devoting too much time to. But let's go a a step further beyond time, attention, (laughs) emotions, and of course, money. But let's focus on time. Time. You can't get back one second, one minute, one hour, one day. And if we really honed in on this concept that time is a resource that you cannot duplicate, I cannot remember this white lady told me this one day, I have forgotten her name, but I will never forget what she said to me. And I don't even remember what we were talking about or how, why this came up, but she just said, listen, time is the only resource that we have that you cannot duplicate. And it has, that, that has just stuck with me for my entire life since I've heard that. And I really try to beat this into people's head that like, man, you really need to be more intentional. Set more boundaries and organize where and how much time you are giving to things because it really could have been doing, you could have been doing something else that was a lot more effective, a lot more beneficial. And when I say this, I'm not even talking about 
you know, just relationships and people. I'm talking about just little logical things. How much time did you spend reading? How much time did you spend, you know, getting ready and just looking at yourself and prancing around in the mirror and stuff like that? How much time did you spend at the gym as a gym rat? You know, and I'm just saying like even that, because I've been there before, just like two, three hours a day in the gym and, you know, this looks good, but everything else is off balance and stuff like that. Like just sometimes we really just are putting too much time into things that you may really love. You may really care about. It may even be beneficial to you, but you only get 24 hours each day. And as Americans, we have no concept for real, for real of time micromanagement. And fasting will teach you that. When you pull away from something, you get to sit back and say, oh, wow, how much time have I really put into this and how much am I getting back? Some of us need to sit back and have that type of observation in our life. That's the truth. Again, you fast to cleanse and to gain clarity. It would make sense that since, you know, again, this is still a very much black American spirituality, hoodoo space, I would hope that some form of cleansing ritual has been incorporated with this fast. Some form of home consecration has been incorporated with this fast. I would hope that just the simple logical thing that while you are fasting, you are living or you are put yourself in the cleanest organized environment that you could possibly be in. There is nothing worse than being hungry and then being in a space that just isn't at least pleasing to the eye or the energy doesn't feel good to you. I would hope that while you are taking this time to sacrifice something that you are reorganizing the space that you live, the space that you work, reorganizing your mind, reorganizing some relationships, reorganizing your day. Some of us need to really sit back and observe how each day that we live has been organized, if it is at all. Some of us are just living way too freely and there is absolutely no discipline on anything that you have going on, which is why you have so many good ideas. You have so much motivation, so much magic, but you don't know how to control it. You're not disciplined. You have not learned to sit down and start cultivating skills that ultimately lead to what? self-mastery, mastery of your spirit. Most importantly, since this is a ritual fast, you are supposed to be in ritual. What is it that you need? What is the most important factor in your life that needs some attention right now? I mean, If you choose to undergo soul month with us, we're coming upon the end of the year. So I would hope that your intentions, your prayers and your energy is in alignment with 2024 because we are done with this year. This is a wrap. This year was a wrap in October, in case some of y'all didn't know. Seriously, you really should start shaping your year for next year around 
as soon as fall hits, like late February, early October, you need to start thinking about your New Year's resolutions around that time. Don't wait until the end of the year. But if you have all, if you've done that, guess what? It's not a bad time to get it together now and taking the last month of the year to reorganize and regain and reclarify yourself and fasting, my people, is a great way of doing that. Book a reading. I think this is a great time to get spiritual counsel. It's a lot easier to read you and to, you know, connect with your spirits when you are in a state of cleanliness. And I, you know, I even always around this time of year, even just for myself, I always offer my end of the year readings um, at a really, really good rate so that people can utilize the reading, not just for something material, but really to look into the future. And I love doing this around this time of year. You know, my gift is seership. I really do resonate with seeing things that are to for that are to happen. I'm really good at foretelling. And this is probably one of my most requested services just because it's an, it's just a great opportunity, like I said, to tap in spiritually so that you can be prepared for what is to come next year. You know, so if anyone is seeking any type of guidance along with matters like that while you are in ritual fasting in December, Please tap in with me. Of course, my link is always in the podcast description. Please utilize the end of the year reading special to gain that opportunity and your discounted rate with me. Again, that link is in the podcast description and I look forward to connecting with those of you all who are seeking counsel and seeking clarity for 2024. The Hoodoo and Chill Podcast will return after this short ad break. Discover the HCR Gold Academy, a Black-owned industry leader in online spiritual education. Dive into the realms of Hoodoo, Black American Conjure, Root Work, Divination, and Spiritism. Simply visit hcrgold.com. Dot com to complete your new student intake form and secure an appointment with our expert instructors. Enroll in our Journey into Hoodoo 10-month course, meticulously curated for practitioners on all levels. Experience premium online learning from seasoned professionals. Classes kick off in January 2024. So reserve your spot today at hcrgold.com and unravel the secrets of hoodoo. Empower your spiritual journey with the HCR Gold Academy, where wisdom meets transformation. Begin your journey today. Visit hcrgold.com. Someone is asking me, okay, Papa Seer, you've sold me on this. I want to do this. But how do I fast? Do I just stop eating? Is, is that what I do? No, not necessarily. There are many different methods to fasting. And I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be open with you all today. I honestly 
am not the best person when it comes to fasting. I like to overindulge. I, I that you know there is a level of hedonism with my spirit. I'm not gonna lie. And if, for those of you who don't know what hedon, hedonism is, it is a theory of a, a pleasure seeker, someone who just loves to indulge in all the pleasures of life and the things that make you happy. And I, I have to acknowledge that a part of my spirit is very hedonistic. I just love to feel good. I'm not gonna lie. And that can lead to overindulgence in things, whether it be food, spending too much time at the gym, spending too much time in a mirror, you know, whatever your vice is. So I've had to acknowledge in myself that this is something that is very challenging for me. And that when I, if I want to complete a fast successfully, I need to be logical, honest with myself and challenge myself in an area where it's challenging, but I am going to succeed. I can do this. And it's going to be not necessarily easy, but 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 there's a level of comfortability there for me to do this. Right. So the first thing that I want to talk about as it relates to how to fast is to determine what you're fasting from and most importantly be realistic. It does not have to be food. It does not have to be food at all whatsoever in any capacity. Ritual fasting is about looking at everything going on in your life and choosing multiple areas of where you need to fast from or where where you can take a break from certain things. So the first thing I'll say is use logic and be realistic and just let's just look at the simple little things. I'll use myself for for example. I am not using Instagram for the entire month of December. Not even for promotion, not even for anything. I am going to focus on the podcast and challenge my listeners and my supporters to support me here and on YouTube versus Instagram. I want to take a break from that. I want to pull back from that. Okay. So that's one area of my life where I'm, I'm going to fast from for, you know, the entire month of December. Okay. Um, food. You know, I used to be a vegetarian for, you know, like over 12 years. And somehow after moving to Miami, shrimp and fish found its way back into my diet. So I miss being 100% plant-based. I'm going to attempt to give up the fish and my fish plates that I love from the ghetto fish market with the shrimp on the side that's spice. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Shout out to Sonya Seafood in Richmond, Virginia in Highland Park. I love y'all so much, but I'm going to take a break from y'all for 30 days or at least attempt to, right? So it's not always about making these major life-changing decisions. It's about looking at everything and and saying, okay, where am I, where am I indulging a little bit too much at? Where can I pull back from this a little bit? And and it's not a forever. It's for a time period. So that when you do come back into your normal mode, maybe you won't spend as much time doing these things as you were before. So I would say, you know, it doesn't just have to be abstaining from food. Really look at your life, look at all areas of your life and see where can you acknowledge some overindulgences? Where can you acknowledge the hedonism in your spirit? Okay. And be open and honest with yourself. Where would you a like to pull back from and then have that hard conversation with yourself about where do you need to pull back from some of these behaviors or 
habits or people. There are different types of fasts that you can undergo, okay? You do not have to give up these things for the entire 30 days. We challenge you to. However, there are many different ways of fasting. And I just want to thank our high priestess in my spiritual family, Alice. She, during our Sunday service last week, broke this down beautifully. And I'm going to try to regurgitate the information that she gave in the best way that I can, right? So the first fast that she brought up to us was intermittent fasting, where you may fast for certain times of the day or a certain time period of the day, meaning that you might say from sun up to sundown, I choose not to eat or from sundown to sun up, I choose not to eat or from Five in the morning until eight o'clock at night. I'm I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at social media. Ooh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but Spirit says maybe you should fast from your cell phone. Like you just use it as in your hand too much. It's like, um, I don't know. Somebody has had a conversation with you that you're in your phone too much. You're doing something in your phone too much and someone has had multiple conversations with you about it. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but Spirit is telling me to tell you why not, you know, like lock your phone in your car or put it somewhere for a few hours a day and then, you know, use it during those type of the the hours that you allow for yourself. So it doesn't have to be an all day thing. It can be during certain periods of time of the day. You can do alternate day fasting where, okay, so I'm going to fast on Mondays, but Tuesdays I will not. But on Wednesdays, I'll go back to fasting and Thursdays, I will not. Okay. Or it could be this thing where Monday through Friday, you're fasting and then you allow yourself to indulge on the weekends. You can switch this up and make a schedule of this that works the best for you and your spirit, especially if you're a beginner. Okay. We have to acknowledge that if you've never fasted before, you know, just jumping on a 30 day fast is not easy. It's not. And I'm going to be real with you. We've been doing this for like four years now. And, you know, last year was probably the closest that I've come to just doing my entire 30 days with success. But each year I get better. So, again, do not beat yourself up if you're not successful for the full 30 days. Do what you can. It's about sacrifice. Now, this last one is is a fast that I that really did, you know, just speak to my heart. And that is the Daniel fast. And I have challenged, you know, the members of my spiritual community to participate in this fast, because I do believe that this is something that is challenging, but it's logical. And this is something that you can do. So if you grown up in a Christian church, I'm pretty sure you've heard of what the Daniel fast is. All right. The Daniel fast is abstaining from meat and alcohol, no grains, no dairy, only fruits and vegetables, okay? Abstaining away from savory foods, all right? You do not anoint yourself or do any type of ritual work for the first three weeks. You do not eat bread. The only bread that you can have is unleavened bread, and the only liquid or, you know, beverage you can have is water, all right? You want to make sure that you are eating minimally processed grains. So white bread, a sandwich or something like that, that would be out of the question. And 
this is a really, really good fast. I feel like that that's going to make you feel good um, because you still can eat and you're, but you're taking in the best things for your body going back to just being like plant-based. And I, I, I think I'm going to challenge myself to do this one. Also, you have to pray three times a day. That's another thing about the Daniel fast. Daniel prayed three times a day when he was doing this fast. So for those of you who want to get more information on this, I definitely would I definitely would challenge you to go pick up the book of Daniel today or during your fast and give that a read. But again, his prayers three times a day during this fast, I think is one of the most important attributes of this that I think we all need to get more in the habit of, which is just praying more and finding time for our spirits. You can take this for what it's worth, but you know, my spirit has been ministering to me about just downsizing and that we're going into a period of blessings, but we also need to go into this period, just very humble, downsize some things, overindulgences are just being frowned upon in the spirit world. Because I mean, if you look at the world right now, come on, you all, let's be honest. Rent has and mortgages have been inflated almost 150%. Food is expensive. Everything in the world is just expensive. Everyone has been forced to go up on pricing, not even because they want to, because you have to, to survive in these day and ages. Our spirits, our ancestors see that. And while they are doing their best in everything they can to their capacity to bless us and take care of us, we have to do our job too to understand that this is a period of time where overindulging, overspending, overexerting your energy, being overly hedonistic, you know, it's being frowned upon in the spirit world. And that is not how you are going to gain your blessings. Some of you are getting ready to walk into this month and make all of the wrong decisions just because Christmas is going to be in front of your face. And I'm not telling you to not indulge in Christmas. I'm not telling you to not to celebrate the holidays, but maybe cut back some. Maybe everyone doesn't need every single thing on that list. Why do you have to give gifts anyway? Or maybe just give one gift that is meaningful. Why are you beating yourself up to go out here and provide a fantasy? Some of you, and I see parents do this all the time around this time of year. You go out here and you put yourself in the debt and you create a fantasy for your children that we have all of this when in reality you don't. And you're lying to them. Ultimately. You're telling yourself that I want you to have the best and I just want you to have a good Christmas, but they don't understand that mommy just maxed out her credit card. Mommy didn't took out a payday loan. Mommy has emptied her entire bank account to make sure that there was a smile on your face. And then mommy's going to start next year in the same financial ruin that she did last year doing the same thing that she does each year. And maybe mommy needs to fast from that behavior and be honest about the situation that you're in right now and ask spirit to change that and to help you change this behavior because your children love you whether there was a Christmas tree there or not. 
They love you. And if you are experiencing some hard times right now, I send the spirit of prosperity and blessings to you. But we cannot keep asking for these spirits to come save us if we are not going to be conscious about where we're making mistakes and where we need to cut back and where we need to pull back. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you don't have anything to prove to anyone. It's a woman. You are a good mother. Spirit sees you and you are crying right now about what you cannot afford and what you cannot do. And the door is already open for you. But pull back from that energy. It's okay. Your children are going to have a Merry Christmas with you. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I can feel you right now. I want all of us to take my words today and let them echo into your heart and really rethink in your life, where can you pull back? Where can you make some changes? Where can you exert more discipline? I challenge you to stand with us, to fast with us in unison, in spirit, in the spirit of prosperity, in the spirit of clarity, in the spirit of cleanliness, in the spirit of familiar spirits. Stand with us, my brothers and my sisters. I bless each of you this year and I bless you going into next year, the year of the dragon. I bless your hands, your feet, your coming, your going. I ask your higher spirits and ancestors to have encounters with you. To pour out blessings of abundance upon you and your families. To shower you in love, light, peace, prosperity, and most importantly, my people, protection. I remind each and every last one of you that you do come from the best of the best. Your bloodline is divine. I bless your hands. May the things you touch materialize right in front of you as if they were gold. I bless you all and thank you so much for listening. And with that, I release you into the atmosphere. Thanks for listening to the Hoodoo and Chill podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know how much you enjoyed the show. As always, donations of love keep our podcast alive and give us the ability to enhance our content. Please use one of the donation links in the description to send a donation of love today. And we'll see you on the next episode of Hoodoo and Chill.